1: Superstars and that one's deep right You are Locked On Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I am your host, Ben Larson. You can find me on Twitter as always at She's Said Talks with an S at the end. She said talks. Also at Locked On Brewers, the show handle, and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. Check us out all the time on social media, interact, comment, ask questions. And uh, Say good things about me, and everything will be fine. Uh, we'll talk with Dr. Scott today. Huge Twitter presence for Dr. Scott. Uh, you can always find him at Brew underscore Maths on Twitter, and uh, yeah, he's there all the time. Uh, dropping the stats, talking about uh, all the individual breakdowns of everything. Uh, he's a Twitter machine. I only wish I could tweet, you know, I don't know, a, a quarter of as much as he does, uh, with all the good info with Dr. Scott. So you can always check him out there. And we'll have him on the show as we do every Tuesday. We're going to talk today about Zach Davies and the arbitration of Zach Davies. And is Zach Davies a guy that maybe you let go of? And I say that, I think, you know, Zach Davies in a vacuum, you'd keep measure. I don't know, fourth starter, right? Is that is that kind of how that translates? You'd love to see uh, Brandon Woodruff and Adrian Hauser as, as you know, your top two, and I'd love to get, obviously, a third guy close to that range. That'd be pretty hard to do unless Corbin Burns somehow finds it or something like that. I don't know, but I feel like the team, if they hold on to Zach Davies, if he's your fourth-best starter, then you're in really good shape. So I don't know who their third-best starter is going to be, but if he is, then you're in good shape, a four or a five. And I know that, that maybe some people don't think of it that way because, uh, you know, he had some good stretches last year, particularly early in the season where he was really good. But at the end of the day, Zach Davies is probably an ERA of four. You know, he's three five five last year. He's probably a four. And he's going to get you what he's going to get you. Most nights, you're happy if he can get you through the fifth inning. More often than not, he's going to get you into the fifth inning. And then there's certainly a handful of times every year where Zach Davies is going to blow up. And you'll be down 7 nothing in the second inning. I had the fortune to be at one of those games against the Reds this year. It wasn't fun because that's a long game to sit through after that. <laughs> you know, And that's what he does, uh, certainly from time to time. So he's kind of projected about $5 million for arbitration. Is that where you'd have him? Do you hold on to him for that? We'll talk with Dr. Scott, get some analytics behind Zach Davies. And then also I want to talk with Dr. Scott about Josh Hader. Uh, here he wins for the second straight year the Trevor Hoffman Award is the reliever of the year in the National League. That's pretty good, pretty uh, high company there for Josh Hader. And how good will he be over time is really my question now. No brainer to to re-up him for arbitration numbers. He qualified for super two. He's going to become a millionaire, which is fine, but how long can he last doing what he's doing? What does he need to change and how does he need to change to become a truly dominant reliever in this league year over year? It's rare that that happens. It's hard to do. Some guys, most guys can have a dominant year. And no, I shouldn't say most. There are certainly a handful of players who have a dominant year, and then, you know, you never hear from them again. <laughs> or, or they drop off to a point where they're not nearly what they once were. Can Josh Hader do this for five, six, seven years? Can he make that kind of a career out of it? So we'll, we'll talk with Dr. Scott about that and, and see what, uh, what is ahead here. So that's coming up momentarily. And also on tomorrow's show, Matt Pauly from the uh, WTMJ Radio. He does the Brewers pre- and post-game shows on WTMJ during the year. i uh, we'll have a chance to talk with him, and uh, looking forward the, for, uh, to that uh, on tomorrow's show to talk about the Brewers and get his take on, on you know, what he thinks about the off season, about arbitration, about where the Brewers are headed. Can they add a, a name? I'm not going to say a big-name free agent, but can they add a name? And what does it take to do that? And where's the payroll going to be for this team? And all very interesting questions coming up here in the offseason. So we'll get to all that uh, tomorrow on the show. But like I said, Dr. Scott coming up here on Locked On Brewers. Not before I tell you about Indochino, the world's largest made to measure men's wear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. Peloton offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. It's Tuesday. It's Lockdown Brewers. That means it's time to go analytics crazy. The analytics crazy genius. Brewer genius. They've kind of messed it up, but whatever. His name is Dr. Scott, <laughs> and he joined us every Tuesday. He's a real... In case you've missed it, he's a real medical doctor. He created the website brewmaths.com. He's on Twitter, at brew underscore maths. And uh, he's a brewer's Brewer sabermetrics genius, which is a fun time of year here for sabermetrics geniuses because they get to look at the roster and try to figure out what the heck to do based on sabermetrics analytics, stats up the wazoo, next gen. I'm just throwing projections, out stuff here, Dr. Projections, Scott.
0: projections,
1: Yeah, Projections. Projections. So let's uh, let's focus in on a couple of players here today. I'm going to start with Zach Davies, uh, a guy who I felt like during the le- the last uh, couple of years, maybe or maybe it was 2018 when he got hurt, that uh, the hometown announcers would talk him up too much. <laughs> he wasn't as good as what they were kind of implying. Maybe it's because the Brewers didn't have a lot of other pitching. Uh, and last year, of course, he got off to that great start, but you never feel all that great. I don't feel like when Zach Davies is on the mound, because if he's not perfect, uh, it's you know it can be a long day. He can really get rocked, mm-hmm. and you see that you know every handful of starts for Zach Davies, and other times he is really good. So, arbitration kind of projected salary, if I have this right, Doctor Scott is around five million. Yep. Uh, what is your, what is your? I want you to tell me based on you know what your research your analytics if you think he's worth that kind of money to bring back here in 2020 for the brewers
0: sure davies i think you nailed it you presented him in a fashion that that's consistent with a kind of this mixed bag you you never know what you're going to get he clearly has talent but sometimes he seems to self-destruct and uh, sometimes it's at the worst possible moments. Um, and so, you know, you do get the good and the bad with Davies. Um, that's reflected very concretely in his statistics as well. If we look at 2019, he was 10 and 7, he had a 3.55 five ERA, and his ERA plus was 125. Remember that MLB average is set to 100. So he was 25% better in terms of ERA than the average major league pitcher. That said, Now, the the 3.55 ERA, the 125 ERA plus, that all sounds good, especially when you consider it's a career best, but the 4.56 FIP was a career worst. Now, the fielding independent pitching kind of um, is more reflective of what he can control, and, um, you know, as we've talked about in the past, that 3.55 ERA, you would expect to approximate the FIP over time or at least approach it, Um, and so you got a 27-year-old, who, uh, he's going to be 27 in February. He was a 26th round pick. Um, and he's entering arbitration. He's under team control until 2022. Um, you, you look at kind of this mixed bag thing and you think, well, well, is this real, you know, like, is he just getting lucky or is he a guy who is kind of creating his own luck? Mm -hmm. And so if we, dial back a little Ben and look at the whole career um we kind of see the same picture his numbers fall very kind of middle of the road um and he tends to um do well in terms of limiting guys getting on base he turns to do uh, tends to do well in terms of limiting home runs but there is a troubling trend that's kind of been arising over the last few years his ground ball to fly ball ratio or rate has gone uh, down every year, implying that mm-hmm. he's giving up more fly balls and you know forcing less ground balls every year. It went two seven one one point four one point eight four one point five seven, and then last year it was one point one zero, and so guys are getting in the air off him more, which you know, kind of, as you implied, he's a guy who needs things to go well. He needs to, you know, rely heavily upon deception. And if guys are putting in the air on him um, or or against him, that that kind of is, you know, a red flag, but (laughs) like this mixed bag theme continues. He only allows 11% of fly balls to leave the yard. And so his home run per fly ball rate is actually pretty good. And so, How do you project this out? Well, I looked at the – Zip's projections, we kind of talked about that in the past. Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs uh, came up with this elaborate way to project out um, a player's performance based on their age and past performance, mm-hmm. and if you look at him and the way he projects out, he he actually thinks that Zach Davies is going to get a little bit better. Um, in 2020, he projects his ERA to be 4.1. In 2021, 4.06, um, but more importantly, in 2020, he expect, he projects his FIP to be 4.15, and then in 2021, his FIP to be 4.13. Um, hmm. So, you know, it kind of basically, if you boil down everything I just said, he <laughs> projects to be a middle-of-the-road guy with the potential to uh, improve uh, to some degree.
1: Yeah. So that begs the question, given just the, the overall structure of what the Brewers are trying to do and understanding you think they're going to have to maybe let go of some people, uh, because of salary in order to, to potentially sign some others. You know, we don't know with, with arbitration sure. and everything. Uh, what do you think? I mean, 5 million, I mean 5 million is, is super average money for a starter and mm-hmm. Zach Davies is a super average starter is what you're telling me. So, you know, well, let me
0: lob this nugget your way, Ben, and, and I'll kind of propose the same or you know,
1: the same question
0: I'll shoot right back at you. Uh, If you look at similarity scores on baseball reference, um, Zach Davies and Cal Aldred, if you compare their statistics, they almost come out to be exactly the same at this stage in their career. Mm. And so if you project Davies out as a Cal Aldred kind of a guy, Aldred finished with the Brewers at 64 and 65 um, in terms of his record, and his ERA was 4.51 with a FIP of 4.78. And based on what Davies has been doing, um, I would say that that is kind of reasonable to assume moving forward. And so if you ask me, can you keep a middle-of-the-rotation guy um, on board or would you keep a middle-of-the-rotation guy on board for $5 million, the answer would be
1: yes for me. All right. There you have it. Uh, A yes from Dr. Scott. Are you listening, David Stearns? All right, now, um, it, we'll see. It's just, to me, it's going to be interesting to see from the standpoint of just in a vacuum, I would say yes, but given all the other expenditures the brewers are going to have to be making here, yeah, you might be a casualty uh, in, in that sense. So we'll see. I have no idea, obviously. Uh, let's move on, though. We're talking with Dr. Scott. Find him at brew underscore maths on Twitter. Uh, also, brewmaths.com. He's our brewers, Sabermetrics genius. So, Josh Hader... Uh, won the NL reliever of the year, the Trevor Hoffman Award for the second straight season. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and and for all of the heartache that uh, you know was caused by Josh Hader, you know certainly <laughs> during his slump in the middle of the season, and then again at the at the wild card game, he was really good this year. And yep. he's, he's awarded the best reliever in the National League for the second straight year. He's he's got the uh, Super Two status, so he's going to be arbitration eligible. The Brewers are going to pay him a lot of money. So that's not mm-hmm. the question. The question is. Uh, if he – I'm just trying to figure out for Hader, because I was talking about this on the show yesterday. You, you have these relievers so many times that that are white-hot streaks, right? And they're, they're lights out and dominant, and then they're not that good the rest of their careers, or they fade quickly. We've seen it with the Brewers and a, a lot of teams in so many instances. Can mm-hmm. Josh Hader, you know, break through that and be longevity, you know, multi-year – dominant reliever in Major League Baseball. There's certainly guys out there who can do it. Uh, is Josh Hader one of them? And in order to be that guy, does he need to perfect his slider? Does he need to add a third pitch, like a changeup, like he's hinted mm-hmm. at doing? Uh, and I don't know if you have analytics around that those questions because his fastball, when located properly, is still – it's always going to be his number one pitch, you got to think, and it's still – unhittable when he can mix it with an effective slider but also even when he just locates you know I mean we we saw so many times last year especially early in the season he didn't even go to the slider and he would Mm -hmm. dominate uh with Mm -hmm. just that fastball so your thoughts on what he needs to do (laughs) to even get better
0: well if I'm if I'm hearing you right your question is are we talking is Josh Hader more along the lines of Trevor Hoffman or is he more along the lines of Derek Turnbow and John Axford
1: that's exactly what I'm asking
0: (laughs) um (laughs) see I picked that out there um and as a Brewers fan, uh, we know those types of players well. And so I think that's a legitimate question. You know, do we have something to worry about with Hater? So let's look at his numbers. Um, I looked at isolated 2017, 18, and 19 and kind of tried to cherry pick the stats that would be the most telling. If we look at his FIP and his ex-FIP, um, his FIP jumped around. It went from 3.03 to 2.2 to 3.1. But his ex-FIP went 3.6 to 2.05 to 2.36. And even though that sounds like it might be jumping and around a little bit an X fip under three is pretty insane and he's been sustaining that for the last two years mm-hmm. um we look at how the things that he can control you know the things that lead to that fip number um the strikeouts the walks the home runs and his strikeouts have increased over the last three years which probably will surprise no one Um, 2017, 12.84 strikeouts per nine. Uh, Last year, 15.82. And then in 2019, uh, 16.41 strikeouts per nine innings, which led the majors. Um, Now, that might sound exciting, but be prepared to get really excited because his walks went from 4.1 to 3.3 to 2.4. Just as you're about to, you know, anoint him as the next Trevor Hoffman, you look at the next column on my sheet here and it's home runs per 9 and that's kind of where he broke all of our hearts. Uh mm-hmm. 2017 he gave up 0.76 home runs per 9, last year or 2018 1.00 and then in 2019 1.78. There's a pretty clear trend there, right? I mean, yeah. he's moving he's giving up more home runs. And so If we kind of put this all together, what that would suggest, and there's more stats to to kind of support this as well, but he's dominant. People can't hit him very well. They can't hit his fastball very well. They don't even hit his slider very well, and he's been very, uh, you know, he's only had a couple pitches his whole career. Um, At the very most, he's had three. He might have had the fastball, the slider, and the changeup, but that changeup completely fell off after 2017 and then the slider kind of took an uptick after that well we didn't see a huge um you know jump in his statistics when he went from the change up to the slider but we did see that that home run rate kind of started to slowly creep up and so it tells you that this is a guy who's very dependent on the fastball and people are kind of catching up to it They're not good at hitting it, and they're not consistently hitting it. But when they do, they knock it out of the park a lot more. Mm -hmm. So your question is, can he improve uh, if he adds another pitch or if he refines his slider a little bit more? And what we can do is use pitch values to kind of dial into that. His pitch value on his fastball last year was 13. His pitch value on his slider was 6.3. And on the changeup, which he barely threw at all last year, it was negative 0.1. And so he has positive numbers for the fastball and the slider, which implies that that they're of benefit. Um, The way that you figure a pitch value is you look at the um, basically the, the run expectancy difference between when they throw it and when they don't. And it gives you a number for how much better the team's chances are and the pitcher's chances are when they throw that pitch. And so we see that his fastball is clearly the most dominant. It averaged 95.6 miles per hour last year, and he threw it 84% of the time. He threw that slider 15% of the time, um, and it averaged 82. So there was a huge drop-off, a 14-mile-per-hour drop-off there, which keeps that hitter on their heels and guessing. And that's kind of what allows him to blow people away with the fastball. And so you look at, okay, is he getting guys to swing and miss more? And in 2017, it was 17% his whiff rate, 19% in 2018, and 227 last year. And so even though guys are hitting more home runs off of him, he's striking out guys and getting more guys to miss. And so he is improving on that limited repertoire. And if he added another pitch or even got that slider anywhere close to the level of his fastball, he would be pretty much unhittable, yeah. at least on paper.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it, so okay. So obviously we know you know we know he's pretty good and and uh, he's in still of course in at the age group uh, where he, he's not going to lose anything on his fastball for a while. So you can reasonably expect Hader to you know be this good or at least have this type of velocity uh, you know for a few years to come. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's kind of what you, you can you build around Josh Hader is is the question I think the Brewers are must be asking themselves and thinking about and just checking on every year. And so uh, I, would, uh, I would say yes. So, you know, look, guys, two-time reliever of the year, two-time all-star. Uh, he's on quite a roll, and hopefully he can cut down those home runs and, and uh, you know, continue to improve here in 2020. We'll see you. Dr. Scott, thanks. Always good to talk to you. Enjoy Thank you, Enjoy and uh, we'll talk again next week. All right. As you know, you can always find Dr. Scott at brew underscore maths on Twitter or brewmaths.com. Always happy to have Dr. Scott dive into the analytics every Tuesday on the program. Tomorrow, Matt Pauley joins us. Uh, we will talk about the Brewers' off season, and and Matt Pauley's a little closer, you know, to the team than I am. <laughs> he's he's on the flagship station that covers the Brewers. He's there all the time uh, doing the pre and post game show on the radio in Milwaukee. Uh, every game for the Brewers throughout the season. What does he think the payroll is going to be at this year? I'll ask him that tomorrow. Where's the number going to land? And and am I? I don't know if I'm putting too much importance on that or not. Uh, I don't know. I can make an argument both ways. But you know, does it allow them to go out and maybe get a free agent that can help them? Is there a free agent starter out there that can really plug into the rotation for the Brewers? So. We'll talk with Matt Pauly about that and more about the off season on tomorrow's show. Looking forward to that. My thanks to Dr. Scott. Like we talked about here, uh, all show long, uh, on Tuesdays with Dr. Scott, you can always find me at cheesehead talks on the Twitter. That's my personal Twitter handle. Also at lockdown brewers. Also facebook.com slash lockdown brewers. Uh, go review the podcast and tell a friend who's jonesing for baseball as we get snow already in Wisconsin, at least where I'm at, in the southern part of the state here. And uh, we look forward to a long winter, but hopefully some hot stove action. So it's always here for you on Lockdown Brewers. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcast Lockdown Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. I will talk to you tomorrow, and we deliver your Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.